Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the social index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Eduardo Luz. He is the Chief Brand and Concept Officer at Panera. Panera Bread Company is an American chain store of bakery, cafe, fast, casual restaurants and has over 2,300 locations, all of which are in the United States and Canada. On the show today, we talk about Eduardo's past. He's had stints at Kraft Heinz, where he was the global brand officer and chief marketing officer, as well as the president of grocery. He's also, before that, spent time in senior executive roles at Unilever and AB InBev outside the U.S., as well as Accenture as a consultant. On the show today, we talk quite a bit about the pivots that Panera had to go through during the pandemic, how they were positioned extraordinarily well with their mobile app and many other things that they had done prior years, as well as the innovations that they drove to the menu during the pandemic times, and how he sees consumer behavior going forward and what that means for the business and marketing. I hope you enjoy this conversation with my new friend, Eduardo Luz. Eduardo, welcome to the show. Hi, Alan. Great to be here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I probably frequent Panera too much, but I, I'm sure you'd say there's never too much. Never too much. You're right. <laughs> I thought we could start with something personal because everyone's going to hear your accent 
as soon as you start talking. So, where'd you grow up? I'm shocked that you did Technian accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, in a serious note, I was born in Brazil, in Rio, uh, born and raised, actually. Lived in a lot of places and became a U.S. citizen a few years back. Very proud to be a U.S. citizen. Now I have a dual citizenship. But I am going to my grave with this uh, Brazilian accent, I guess. <laughs> well, there are worse accents to have. And uh, listeners can't see you, but you look like a beautiful Brazilian person as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> my, my mother says, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, you've had quite the career. You started in, at Accenture, went on to AB InBev, made a stop at Unilever, and then Kraft Heinz. And now Panera as the chief brand and concept officer. How do you find your way to marketing? And when did it kind of shift into leadership positions? Look, uh, very fortunate with the way my career turned up. You know, I, I was raised in, in a blue collar family in Rio. I, I had never left my home country until I was like 21, 22 years old, which is insane. Didn't speak English. But then I joined an American firm, Accenture. Uh, back home, and uh, I joined their strategy practice in consumer goods and retailing. And of course, with that, you have exposure to um, those type of industries. And uh, I, I felt in love with the consumer space and those industries that consumer facing from day one. And um, you know, I spent some time doing consulting. You know, they sponsored my MBA in the US. I came back, but then you know, I knew that my the continuation of my career will be in this industry. So I, I have been doing CPG for a long time. I work on the main uh, verticals there, personal care, uh, food and beverages, home care. And, you know, uh, with Panera is my first time in restaurants. And uh, I have to tell you, it's a fascinating industry. I'm having a great time there. I didn't know that you had blue collar roots. I also, and your your stat about not leaving your home country until your early 20s, similar, actually. My wife laughs at me because she drug me to like Mexico, I think, for a vacation. And uh, <laughs> otherwise, I had really never left North Carolina in the US. So yeah, it's funny. Tell me a, a little bit more. I mean, first time in the restaurant business, a uh, restaurant industry, what's been the adjustment there? I mean, you've, you've obviously been in consumer products, CPG, alcohol category as well. What's the big shift for you? The shift really is a direct-to-consumer uh, type of interaction. And that changes a lot the dynamic of how you manage the business. So, you know, on CPG, as you know, you, you of course, you talk to, to the end consumer, but that day-to-day -day relationship and the experience belongs to your uh, retailer partners, which is completely fine. Of, of course, there's this uh, direct-to-consumer movement happening here, but uh, and by and large, still is the case that the retailers detain and dominate the relationship with the end consumer. In restaurants, the very delightful part of, uh, of the job is that uh, whatever you do every day, uh, your consumers and how we call in at Panera, our guests, they will see what you're doing the next day and they will vote with their feet and wallets and uh, you know what's happening or working and not working very quickly. So it, it makes up for a very dynamic environment. And if you are someone who likes to try new things, as I do, 
is a fantastic industry to be. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it took me too long to be here, and uh, I'm glad that I did. That's awesome. Yeah, that direct, immediate feedback um, it can be great, especially if you're driving uh, new insights or new new innovations and concepts. So you joined Panera in May of last year. It was around the, I think in the US, it was around our first peak that we were experiencing in the pandemic. What was the state of the company at that point? And like, what were you coming in to do? Because that's, that's a difficult time to join any company, but also a company in the restaurant business. Right. Restaurants, as, as you know, uh, were heavily affected uh, by, the, by the pandemic. Panera, of course, is not an exception. But uh, what the team was doing there, led by, by my boss, our CEO, uh, Niren Chaudhary, and the executive team, Panera has been trying to pivot and adjust to that new reality, right? Of people working from home and all, all the things that the pandemic changed uh, dramatically everywhere, including the US. What propelled us forward and that what helped a lot is uh, really the caliber of the team that exists at Panera. It's, it's a high caliber team of individuals. And, um, you know, those people, they have been uh, through transitions and crises and uh, big periods before. So, of course, you know, nothing compares to a pandemic, but uh, it's a team that uh, I think was prepared from a cultural perspective, from a caliber perspective, to really face what we faced and uh, the progress that the team have made in the past, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months, it's uh, nothing short of unbelievable. And uh, where we have been uh, when the pandemic hit and where we are now, it's fantastic to watch and to be part of. What were you coming in to do? What was the role that you were brought in to fill? My title is Chief Branding Concept Officer. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what this thing really means. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, in, in, a, in a nutshell, what, uh, what myself and my team are supposed to do is uh, we have to build the brands over time uh, and make the brand stronger, differentiated, uh, and all the, the good stuff, but also uh, drive demand for the company and drive innovation and all, all the leverage of demand creation. So the scope is, is very diverse, right? We have, uh, you know, channels, we have, uh, category PLs, we have media, insights, culinary, digital, loyalty, PR, sustainability, uh, food values. All of that falls into, into branding concept and of course brand building. And, um, it's a very fun scope, very challenging. And uh, the team that we have there inspires me every day. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun together and uh, we're making progress together. It sounds like a pretty big scope too. Like to your point, I use this concept of horizons. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but like if horizon three is like long-term growth and trajectory and you've got kind of horizon two is a little medium term and horizon one feels like you're really kind of focused maybe across Horizon 2 and Horizon 3 to some degree with bringing things to life in Horizon 1 that, that you've been planning uh, further out. Does that make sense? Th that's, that's a good way to describe it. Okay. <laughs> I wake up every day for, to our daily sales reports and I, I look forward to see how we did uh, you know, yesterday, every day, which is fun. But again, w whatever we're doing, as you know, uh, today, tomorrow is a consequence of decisions that we took, you know, three months ago, six months ago, and, you know, of course, uh, uh, longer term. 
but it's a very dynamic environment because whatever you thought about doing, planned about doing, and now executing is working or not working, we know very, very soon. And uh, I mean, in days and weeks. So, uh, you know, when, when things hit the way they should be hitting, like, uh, you know, when we launched pizza back in October last year, uh, we could see that was working very soon. And, you know, alternatively, when we do things that uh, didn't hit, we know very quickly and we know that we have to pivot. That's what makes this industry so interesting to me, at least, and so fascinating to manage. You mentioned it before that Panera seemed to be you know, positioned well. You, you talked about the caliber of the people to kind of weather the pandemic. As an outsider looking in, you know, not knowing all the the talent that you had, it also looked like you were exceptionally ready. Like you've had an app for, it feels like forever since apps were a thing. You focused on pickup and delivery and pivoted really quickly to do that. Do you agree like that you guys were, you had some good prior infrastructure choices that made this a little a little easier? I know it's not ever easy, but a little easier to your advantage? No, 100%. We definitely benefited from the uh, legacy of teams that came before our team. And Panera has been a pioneer in this industry in so many dimensions, right? Uh, technology adoption, to your point, apps and uh, you know digital experiencing stores like kiosks, uh, delivery network with its own drivers, the first loyalty program at scale in this industry completed 10 years uh, last year that we call My Panera that has 40 million members. All those things, they are assets and capabilities that uh, we are putting to good, good uh, use, of course. You know, the fact that the team has been used over time to go first in the industry and to lead the industry is also a cultural trait that um, we, we are taking full benefit. Uh, from right, uh, you know, we we decided to to go into a recurring revenues type of business with coffee subscription earlier in 2020, and that's the first in the industry. And uh, the team embraced the challenge, and we made significant progress. And when you go first, as you know, Alan, there is no playbook, right? You have to invent the playbook yourself. And the, the good thing about that company and the team is that the team is used to that. And we are trying to take advantage of that. Knowing that you're positioned so well, like, did it accelerate your business in any way? Like, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm sure that like online and app orders were like dramatically like changed the mix immediately. <laughs> but I'm, I'm curious if you could just kind of characterize the shifts that were happening over the last year. Well, the shift has been very dramatic in terms of channels where. Most of our business, uh, or the majority of our business, used to be on-premise eating. So people will take advantage of our ambience and service and all that, which is very differentiated. Our business flipped. And uh, today, we are 85% off-premise. Channels like curbside and delivery and uh, you know, pickup, drive-thrus. Why? Of course, you know, that's where the our guests feels uh, better about accessing our food. And that shift uh, has consequences in terms of how we create demand, how we operate our cafes, profitability, and so on and so forth, that we have to adapt. But the good news is that the fundamental offering and proposition of Panera, which is uh, delicious food that um, you feel great about eating and choosing, 
it's very solid and very differentiated. So even if channels shifted, people are still looking for that uh, solution, that need state, even off-premise. And we're taking advantage of that, of course. And you've had some you know, new menu changes as of late. You mentioned pizza, and I want to talk about pizza in a minute. But um, before we do that, you added some new price points. Uh, I think they're called value duets. And, and then you've got plant-based protein offerings. What was driving some of those developments? Because you're innovating in a downturn, essentially, to some degree. Your business model, your mix is changing, but, but you're also innovating the menu too. So what we have done with the team is at the, you know, the height of the pandemic back, you know, mid last year, we decided to dramatically simplify our menu. And we did that. So we, we took um, the tail off our menu and we cut the menu by 30%. And that, of course, opened space for us to accelerate more innovation now that, uh, you know, the menu was simplified. And the innovation, of course, tries to follow and anticipate demands from our guests and what they are trying to solve in their lives when they choose Panera. So, you know, we, we had this tradition of uh, plant-based meals already. Salads uh, and bowls is a big category for us. And we continue to launch items there. But uh, we knew that given the consumer behavior on the pandemic where People were trying to eat, skipping lunch, doing those Zoom calls and eating later. They want things that were warm and hearty and more substantial and that eventually can be shared uh, in the family. So that's why we decided to uh, accelerate this platform that we call Warm and Hearty. And uh, of course, pizza is the star of the show, but we have uh, also warm bowls, uh, which is basically a warm protein like chicken or in vegetables. And our, you know, biggest hits like mac and cheeses and warm sandwiches, all those things play a role on that platform. So what we have seen is that with the off-premise behavior and people eating later in the day, across the day, but especially towards dinner, uh, we shifted our menu to a more uh, warm and feeling offerings. And that's where we found a lot of success and incrementality that's now propelling our business forward. It's amazing because uh, you talk about simplifying the menu and some of the reductions that you did. I didn't even feel it, and i i do go to the i do go to Panera a lot. Maybe it was in concert with the additions that you've made, but it felt like there were more interesting combinations for me to pick from. And the the warm meal aspect that you described was definitely something we would we would execute on in my house. It's funny because, like you said, we were going through the winter time too most recently and just having a warm comfort food that you knew was still good for you was a a really good uh purchase (laughs) really good treat for yourself yeah and that's the i mean in a nutshell you just nailed uh what the brand promise in essence really is right you know if we're doing a good job we are serving the most delicious food there is comforting delicious great and uh, all that Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But the Panera promise is, you know, you're not going to regret that choice. It's clean and fresh ingredients, it's crafted by chefs and bakers. You know, we have baking teams that bake fresh bread every day in our cafes, and we're very proud of that tradition. So you know that uh, when you choose Panera, you're going to get something really delicious. But, you know, as opposed to um, a lot of other places, you feel great about that choice. And uh, the ingredients and the craft is where the differentiation is. And, uh, you know, in this environment, we, we feel that it's a message that resonates with a lot of people, even off-premise. Well, let's talk pizza. You can't get more warm and inviting than pizza. <laughs> so, And you guys launched a flatbread pizza offering. I have to admit, it did take me a little while for my family to get to the pepperoni pizza because I think demand was just too great <laughs> in the local store we were trying to get it from. But we finally got one and it was delicious as promised. But pizza is a big category. And I'm curious... What were you thinking? You know, well, <laughs> it's a, that's a big one. That's a big one to take on. Yeah. Now, look, we, we believe that giving our equity tradition in baked goods, baking, bread, etc., pizza is actually, in the minds of our guests, a very natural extension. You know, I'm quoting consumer data here. Uh, so, it's not something that uh, it's strange for our guests to see offered by Panera. Our challenge and um, our culinary team face that challenge heads on is uh, how do we make a pizza the Panera way? And, you know, the key is the ingredients. So we, we use like very elevated ingredients on those pizzas, right? You know, the, the flour that we use is a double zero flour that you only find usually in, uh, you know, Italy in pizza. Fresh tomatoes, fontina cheese, fresh mozzarella, basil. Everything like top-notch ingredients. And of course, with our guardrails of uh, responsibly raised, you know, animals for proteins and all that. Our chefs came up with a pizza led by our chef, Klaus Patterson, that uh, it's, uh, we call it off Panera, right? It's uh, zero grease. It's just like feels so light. And uh, when you, when you eat it and um, you eat a full pizza and uh, you feel great the next, next, uh, you know, hour, next two hours, you like, you know, it felt so light. And this is exactly the experience that uh, is supposed to be. And it's light because ingredients are superior. Right? There is no secret there. What we have seen, and, and that one worked as planned, is that it, it became one, a different traffic driver for us from what we had before. Two, anchored our later day part towards dinner in a way that uh, was not available to us before, which is uh, very incremental. But three, it ended up being a very good complement to our traditional menu of salads, soups, and sandwiches. Suddenly, offering pizza, our check, our ticket just increases because suddenly you have something for everybody in the family 
and actually something that the family usually shares. But then, you know, mom still eats, you know, her salads. Uh, someone you know, always uh, have a soup on the side and all that. And suddenly a pizza becomes a very good addition to that check. So um, very, very pleased with uh, that launch. And uh, we continue to see a lot of traction there. I do think about it too, because we've done this in my house is it's, I, I think you're hitting on this, which is it's inherently shareable, right? Like if my wife and I want to have a salad as our main thing, but we you know, you want to have some tasty pizza too. So like you buy a pizza to split and then have side salads to, to enjoy as well. And then you know, my daughter can get whatever she wants. But it, it did seem like a little bit of a shift from feeding the individual, you know, like your pick two combinations of what I want to eat or, you know, a sandwich or salad or whatever to more of a shareable item. So it was interesting. This is exactly that. And um, when you do that, suddenly you have a new occasion towards dinner and you have a new cohort of, of guests, which is a family eating together and all those things are incremental to us. That's awesome. We talked about, you guys have done a lot of pivots uh, over the last year, menu changes, business models, uh, moving and shifting mix. You also mentioned to me in an earlier conversation about that you're adding a dimension to your company values, which is respect for the planet, if I got that right. Correct. What does that look like? Because you, you mentioned CSR initiatives earlier in the conversation. What does respect for the planet look like? And what, does, what are the actions that Panera is taking? Alan, the way we, we have been operating for a long time, even, of course, before me, a very clear food values, that the way we call it, or food beliefs. And they have been very powerful for us uh, around clean ingredients, uh, responsibly raised animals, and uh, transparent and selective sourcing of ingredients. All those things uh, continue, and uh, they, they make Panera Panera, right? That's why our ingredients are so differentiated. And we were uh, pioneers in most of those dimensions uh, when we embraced them publicly a few years back. So we decided to continue to uh, lead the industry. And we added, to your point, something that we're calling respect for the planet. And the idea is that Panera is going to be the pioneer on uh, issues related to climate change uh, in our industry. And we believe that uh, as we did with, uh, you know, we're the first chain to put the calorific value of our food on our menus very explicitly before everybody else. We believe that by putting the carbon footprint impact that a given meal uh, has on the planet, that we will elevate uh, the, uh, you know, overall societal understanding of choices that people can make to help with climate change. We partner with uh, uh, the World Resources Institute, and they have a certification that's called uh, Cool Foods, where there's a threshold of how much uh, carbon equivalents a plate of food generates. And there are different thresholds depending on the day part, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And we, where we, our food qualifies, we are launching that uh, seal that's called Cool Foods to show to the consumer, to our guests, that plate of food is below the threshold that uh, the World Resource Institute recommends for that uh, plate of meal. And we believe that this will generate awareness in education, and over time, people will be able, with proper visibility, to make better choices for the planet. And our cause, of course, is, uh, is climate change. 
to your point, I mean, you guys have always been a leader in sustainability and this is just raising the bar, I guess, on your own efforts um, and adding another leg to the stool, so to speak. That sounds amazing. I'll have to check out the World Resources Institute. I, I'm not familiar with them, um, but it sounds like they're doing really good work as well to promote this. This has been amazing. I want to talk about the future. We've been talking about the past <laughs> and what you guys <laughs> have been doing. Where do you see 2021 and beyond for either Pranera or marketing in general? Like, Where do you think consumer consumers are going and how as marketers do we need to meet them where they're going? Look, for, for Panera, uh, for sure, uh, we are emerging stronger uh, from the pandemic, uh, led by our CEO, uh, Niran, uh, and our executive team and our teams across the company. And, uh, you know, we are seeing already that, uh, you know, we have uh, added to our portfolio of uh, choices and capabilities and uh, menu items and all that. We add things that are going to stick post-pandemic. And we will emerge even a stronger brand and company after that. We are already seeing that, uh, the way our sales are progressing and all that. So excited to see what happens with the world post-pandemic. Of course, some of the consumer behaviors that uh, were accelerated during the pandemic, especially the shift towards off-premise and the, you know, the shift towards the working from home behavior, they're going to stick. And, uh, you know, we have to live with that reality and adapt to our guests' uh, preferences moving forward. So it's going to look a little different from it was before the pandemic, but I think that's to be expected. So we, we, we're very excited to continue to serve our guests and we want to continue to bring more layers of experience every time they interact with us. So we are doing that, of course, now more via digital technology via our app and how we interact with our guests. But of course, you know, the temples of the brands that we have, our 2,200 cafes, they continue to be an amazing assets that we have to bring the brand to life. And we're excited to welcome back our guests to our cafes as the pandemic recedes. And we, we're seeing that happening as we speak. So we're excited about what's ahead of us, excited about what the second half of the year, 2021, is going to bring. I am looking forward to sitting in a restaurant <laughs> uh, and likely a, a Panera Cafe and maybe sipping a warm beverage in front of the fireplace that's there. So. <laughs> totally. And we'll be all welcoming you with, uh, you know, our Panera warmth for sure. I love it. Well, I want to switch gears. We already know that you, your accent is fr Brazilian, but we want to get to know you a little bit more. And uh, my favorite question to ask is whether there's an experience of your past that defines or makes up who you are today. Alan, um, my experience that uh, that influenced or shaped my thinking. You know, I, I have to tell you without, uh, you know, hopefully not sounding too cheesy that I uh, was having kids. I'm married for 15 years now, and I have three kids. Francisco is 13, Elena, eight, Penelope, seven. Each one of them born in a different continent. So we, we, we moved a lot as a family. But I think when you, when you have kids, you, you, to me, I realized that, you know, there's something much uh, more important uh, and more rewarding than anything that you can do on a given <laughs> a day at work. And, uh, you know, personally, I, I look forward to, uh, you know, when the work ends and the weekends to uh, spend as much time as I can with them. 
And um, it's funny how they give you feedback unfiltered <laughs> uh, sometimes <laughs> about the work that you're doing. So, you know, they're the first ones I see. I show ads and things that we're doing to consumers, to them. And sometimes they like it. Sometimes they are very honest and brutal. And I love it about kids. <laughs> That honestly, but yeah, but the experience of being a parent, being a dad, is uh, is something that uh, completely changed my perspective about life, and uh, I feel that uh, my life is much more fulfilling uh, since I had them. It's not cheesy at all, and I, I'm glad you talked about it, your kids and 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 apparently your Panera Focus Group that's at home. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, <laughs> well, what advice would you give your younger self if you're starting this career all over again? As I said, I grew up in Brazil. Brazil was a military dictatorship when I was growing up, which is crazy just to, to think about this, but it was a closed country, right? Advice is uh, go sooner towards, uh, you know, where the action is, right? Uh, so, I'm, I'm, I'm feel, I feel so grateful that things turn up the way they turn up. And, you know, I, I came to this country eventually with my family. And, uh, you know, this country now is our country and all that. My advice is, uh, you know, do it sooner than later. <laughs> I like it. One of my silly questions I ask these days to guests that come on the show is, has there been an impactful purchase of $100 or less for you, say, in the last 6 to 12 months? Certainly not clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zero. <laughs> No, we um, we bought a, a pedal board uh, that we uh, that we enjoy. Uh, you know, um, we have a place in Florida, and uh, when we're there, uh, when we travel permits, we we love that pedal board, and that I think that was the probably the largest purchase I have made during the pandemic for the family. I guess. Yeah, no, it's good exercise too. Good for your core. It's trying to stand up on those things. Two last questions, more marketing focus, but just looking for your personal opinion, not necessarily, you know, perspective from the job. I'm curious if there's brands or, or companies or causes that you follow or you, you think other people should be taking notice of. No, absolutely. Uh, so many, right? There are so many people doing good work these days. Uh, by, by total coincidence, uh, uh, as we're speaking today here, we are coming together with uh, Chef Jose Andres in D.C., Trying to fight uh, food insecurity together is a big cause of him and something that makes a lot of sense for, for us at Panera. So, you know, humanitarians, people like Jose Andres that uh, do uh, special things for people out there who are suffering or uh, at risk, especially during the pandemic, is something that um, to me resonates very strongly. You know, there's so many brands that I, I follow and uh, admire, but uh, to me, the ones that uh, do things consistently. Uh, over time and have a very clear emotional connection or point of differentiation. The ones that I, I tend to uh, have that healthy envy about what you're doing is the Nikes of the world, the Apples, Patagonias of the world. And, uh, you know, I wish that the work that we're doing at Panera one day will uh, stack up to what they're doing. Those are great brands. And uh, Jose Andres as a chef, he's a, he's a phenomenal force to be reckoned with. <laughs> um, good for this world too. What's the largest opportunity or threat that you think marketers are facing today? I think I see a lot of marketeers very much sometimes speaking to the marketing community instead of really speaking to the end consumer or end guests. I think that's the, the trap 
you know, the, the, you know, the, the awards and, uh, you know, the clever things. But in the end of the day, we're here to serve a consumer, serve a guest, and try to make it clear why we're bringing a solution that makes a difference on people's lives, as small as uh, a better dinner with your family or, you know, a place to have lunch. And I, I sometimes marketers forget about the fundamentals of what they're doing. And I believe that's a trap that at least at Panero we're trying to avoid. I think that's really smart. I'm glad to hear you say that because there, there's a lot of noise, <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of noise to focus on if you're a marketer and you're not focusing on your guest and you're not growing your business and all you're chasing are the awards. Eventually it will catch up to you. It may take a while. Nothing, nothing against awards. We, we love it. But, uh, you know, there's a guest first. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You got to do both, right? Well, Eduardo, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always a privilege. Thank you, Alan. I uh, uh, appreciate the opportunity and uh, hope you stay well. Thank you. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with support from my team and podcast editors, sound engineers, and writers at Share Your Genius. Find them at shareyourgenius.com. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe on marketingtodaypodcast.com and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners. You can contact me on marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you will also find complete show notes, links to what was discussed in the episode today, and you can search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.